What's so funny? I just don't. I don't really know what you want. Well, so <laughs> I know what we're doing here. Well, I wanted to talk about. It's John. It's John. Gluten is not your problem. Conversations with culinary chameleon, modern day renaissance man, and my friend Walter Schmidt. Join us for insights, musings, and rants on food culture, life, the universe, and more. Please enjoy. No good, very bad, horrible, no good, very bad day. Mm-hmm. Is, that the, is that the book, that Australian kid? It was like the Lemony Snicket. No, it was before that. Oh. The horrible, no good, very bad day. It was like about a little boy who's just angry. He wakes up on the wrong side of the bed. And, you know, cereal's wrong and everything's just wrong. I don't even remember the book. It was a child, it was, you know, it was a kid's book. Oh. The horrible, no good, very bad day. I didn't read it. Well, yes, that was the yesterday. Or the day before? No, I think it was yesterday. Fuck. Like, everything failed. Every attempt I made. You couldn't. Yeah. My, I pulled money out to pay for coffee, and like $20 bill just rips in half in my hands. I'm just like, fuck. And then nobody was serving breakfast. I couldn't get anything to eat. I ended up at McDonald's, and they refused to take the $20 bill. It's torn up, and it was just like... McDonald's refused your money. Yeah. What said, you she said, oh, we can't... I handed it to her. Like sorry, it ripped. And she's like, just a moment. And she like leaves. I'm like, okay, well, do I do I get change or what? What do we do now? And she finally comes back. She's like, yeah, we can't take this. I was like, why? She's like, well, it won't go into our machine. I guess they have to put their money into a machine or something. I don't know. Apparently, even the employees are operating on a vending machine system <laughs> in the in the back. I don't know why they need it. Why do they need employees? Just give us the vending machine. Well, it's gonna. It's probably gonna be automated. Have you seen like some of the ones have that, already have automated key, kiosks? Automated hamburger thing. Have you seen the hamburger machine? You put your money in. It was something on. There's like, one in San Francisco. Yeah, you get to watch the bun come out and cut it. Mm-hmm. Like robot cuts it in half, and then it comes over here and gets toasted, and then the meat comes down on it. A little assembly line. Yeah. And they've what got the bartenders in, in Vegas. Vegas. Yeah, the robot just, bar. It just looks corny as fuck, though. It does. It does. And, and I mean, you can. You don't even need any of all that, you know. Like all you're when you're shaking it, you're just controlling the temperature and imparting water, right? So you could just pre-batch the Cosmo and then incorporate the ounce of water in there and then put it in the freezer, and like the alcohol in there will prevent it from freezing. And sort of the opposite of sous vide, you just keep it at the right cold temperature and then pour it in a glass. Yeah, with the right dilution. Right. Just like a like a soda pop. It's all just. I mean, how many ingredients are in a soda pop? Hundreds, right? They just mix it all up, put your cup in there, and you know the soda comes out of the machine. The bib. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I think the the thing that, the thing that people. Walter got another nap. Sorry. Sorry. So yes. don't apologize to me. To our, list, our listeners. Sorry, have everybody. To hear that this. was <laughs> when you slap like there was that like a little bug in the air, and I had to murder him <laughs> mid-flight. Um. But I think like the bar is where people go. Anybody can walk in. It's social. It's social. You meet people of any class or status or financial or otherwise. People can just walk in. Not any financial state. I mean, well, no, we have don't want to buy your drink. <laughs> right, enough to buy your drink. But <laughs> if I had, if I had ten dollars, yeah, come I on could in, come in and have a Bud Light, right? Yeah, and sit for. Well, for now, I'm trying to talk them into raising our prices. But yeah, for now. $10. I was thinking about this too because. Coffee mm-hmm. is such a chore 
in yeah. restaurants. Well, okay, one, the coffee's usually not that great. Right. Very rarely, even the nicest restaurants, the coffee's not that They're great. They're not spending money on coffee. They're not spending money on the coffee. I mean, there's yeah. a few places that, like, I think Canlis has, like, the barista, and so they do mm-hmm. the whole, like, a whole nine yards where Probably. everything is pristine and beautiful, and they have somebody mm-hmm. who's in charge of just coffee and tea. Right. right? That's but, how it should be. I agree. But coffee is always the cheapest thing on the menu. Mm-hmm. And I was talking to my manager, and I said, you know, you should really raise these prices. You just make everything a double espresso. Mm-hmm. Um, we do the pod system, which I think is really great because it's for cleanup and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So you just pop the pods in, hit the but buttons. But all that garbage. Yeah, I mean. Uh, the green, what did you call me last week? The green? green the green, green something? Because I, I, I was giving you shit about your soup. The soup containers. I mean, I, I guess a can is a box. I don't know what's recyclable and what's not. I mean, it's. I think it's a bigger a bigger issue, and I think that it's probably has less to do with us as consumers and more as the people who are producing all of this garbage. From and the I think get-go. you have that backwards because we as the consumers are telling them what to produce. And we need with to- our dollar. Your dollar is your vote, and when you all vote to go ahead and just have the convenient weird little box that's not recyclable, have your soup in it. They're making money. They don't care. Unless well, we change the law. Do we know law. that the can is recyclable because it has the paper are... and it has glue on it? Of course. I don't know that. Of course this, cans of course. are recyclable. And we don't know that this box is this box. Cans have always very, been recyclable. This box could be recyclable, Good. too. Shall we look? Well, I don't. Yeah. Where is it? It's in there. There you go. It'll say it on there, right? All right. What's it say? It says, please recycle. <laughs> so. It is recyclable. You're in the clear. So, You're so, in the green, Johnny. Whew. So I don't, and again, I don't want to get into an argument of, but I I believe that these companies, there's only so much I can do as a consumer and still exist in this system. I see. Yeah. No, you are controlling this. Consumers control the system. It's up to us. We tell them, but the problem is we need to coordinate so that we can be hurt because you can't make, you're a drop in a bucket, right? Right. But if we get a couple of buckets together and we all become drops in that bucket and then we have a half full bucket of water, then we say, hey, stop doing this. Your consumers, we're not going to like banning. Like just say, you know what? Go on Facebook and say, no, everyone stop buying this product until this company agrees to you know, do this. It's like how we got, how Rick and Morty got uh, McDonald's to bring that back, that Szechuan dipping sauce. Okay, that's not quite, I mean, that's. Well, they just rallied everyone together. It's fucking ridiculous. They ra- yes. I'm just saying that they, because McDonald's doesn't give a shit. They're not going to give us the sauce that we want. You can complain and everyone can complain about it. But what Rick and Morty did is they made, the, they created this hype, this whole thing. So everybody's talking about it. McDonald's had to listen. They're like, all right, you know what? Everybody wants this is bad. We love you. We love your money. We're going to give you this dipping sauce for a limited time only. But, you know, like they, they bring it in. So the power of social media. Exactly. This Organization what, like the unions. I mean, this is the means of, of production. Built on this, yes, they're built on these. Exactly. You got it. You, you don't need me to tell you anymore. <laughs> I feel like this is like Marxist communist <laughs> propaganda. Is it not? It I mean, is not. No, just simply saying that you, the consumer, you do in fact have a voice, and you do in fact control. You know, it is your dollar that they want. True. So you do have an opinion, and you do have a say. In what you consume, and you, if you just stop buying certain things because you disagree with, you know, oh, they gave a bunch of money to this political party, I'm not going to support them anymore. And if you get people to, you know, you get enough people to have the same voice, then it's not just a whisper in the corner of the room anymore. You are actually speaking at full volume, and it's hard to ignore. They could still ignore it, but eventually they'll run out of money because nobody's buying their shit, and they want you to buy their shit for sure. 
That's why ads on during the Super Bowl are so important and fun, you know, because they've learned like everybody, everyone in America is going to watch this game on TV. We have everyone's attention. What are you going to do with it? What are you going to say? Are you going to say, hey, come buy this car because you got to No, you're going to give them a show. You're going to make them laugh. And you're going to remember if you have 100 million people all remembering that your product is existing out there somewhere. A certain, you know, like, yeah, not everyone's looking for a car, but the few that are, you know, you know, maybe like, you know, a percentage of them are. And then it's like, well, I was going to go get a Toyota, but that Ford commercial, well, maybe it is built Ford tough. Maybe I should go out there and get myself a Ford. And if Ford is listening and you want to send me a truck, I'll yeah. talk at no length. At great length. At great length. That's what I meant about how great. Yeah, I love Fords, actually. They're really easy to work on, you know. But anyway. You sound like an activist, Walter. You sound like you should get charged up and like where's where I don't can believe people anything, sign yeah. up? You don't believe you're a nihilist. You're a no, nihilist, I mean, but, but I mean, like, yeah, I mean, I believe in the power of the voice, but I don't have anything to say. I think you you're saying it. You're telling me that you're telling us to have a voice. To have a voice. Go ahead, have to an opinion. People, but but I want to get behind yours. I, I don't. Have, I don't have one. <laughs> I don't. But recycle or you know buy. Yeah, what everyone you want. should definitely recycle because this is it. Where are you going to go? People talk about, oh, let's go to another planet. Like, yeah, right. We're not even close. We're not even fucking close to being able to do that. We're, we're a lot closer to running out of water and air than we are to going to Mars. So we're not going anywhere. The ship is sinking, and we're all on it. So, yeah. Every, every time you ladle up a little seawater and bring it into the boat, you're sinking us just that much more. And, yeah. One little ladle. It's just John with one ladle. How much harm could he do? Well, you get enough people named John with enough ladles and... But I feel like the the people that can make the differences, that, that have more power than just me, should be making bigger... They don't care. They're all old. They're going to be dead. They just want more hookers. They just want to abuse you know women and take all the money and fuck everyone. That's literally what they want to do is fuck everyone. That's what Donald Trump wants to do. Is he just wants to run around and fuck people? I thought we weren't going to make this political. <laughs> is that political? <laughs> I don't I even. I don't even recognize him as a political figure. He had that shitty um, Apprentice TV show. Mm-hmm. That's the guy I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. And then America voted him as their president for some god knows reason. Well, yeah. Whatever. Game show host Pat Sajak would have been a better president. He had a better <laughs> TV show too. <laughs> Sorry, is that too politically charged? No, not at all. I mean, have a voice. <laughs> That's Pat my Sajak voice. would have been. He's got a better TV show. Yeah, <laughs> he hasn't uh, bankrupted any companies. He doesn't have any. No, you know, you know he was he hasn't drunk raped for anyone. A lot of that. Yeah, I bet he was. <laughs> I would be too. <laughs> like he, he sounds like a great he, job. He talks in some interviews about, and I don't think he drinks anymore, but I could be wrong. But he talks about like not remembering stretches of shows. <laughs> That's like, amazing. You know, like they would because they. They would have to. They would start taping at like ten in the morning, and they do like four or five of these things at once. Oh, really? Really? I didn't know that. <clears throat> so they bang out like five Wheel of Fortunes, <clears throat> and um, and uh, <laughs> by the third one, he's just hammered. yeah. And so he'd be drinking at like nine or ten in the morning just to get through the uh, the wow the shows. And I mean, I haven't. I'm sure. Wait, which you one could, was he? Wheel was that Wheel Pat of Fortune? Sajak, Wheel, Wheel of Fortune. Fortune yeah. Okay. So I'm sure you could YouTube like Pat Sajak. Don Connor reminds, reminds me of Pat Sajak. Who's Don? Oh, Don. Don, yeah. yes, yes. Oh, he was never your manager, was he? Yes, he was. He was? Mm-hmm. He was there with you? Okay. Mm-hmm. I forget how long you've been gone. Mm. Sorry. It's been a little while. Yeah. Um, He's in sales now. He's transferred. 
Smart man. Yeah. Right? I would <laughs> get out of food and beverage for sure. Um, but yeah, I think Pat Sajak was uh, was pretty tipsy for a lot of those years that he was he was recording those things. But yeah. so I don't know. I don't I don't have any answers. I do my best. I put my recycle in a little bag and I put it in a little thing and I try to I rinse out all my containers. Yeah, the trees appreciate it. You know. Yes. The I hope they're all do. here. The magic of trees. The magic of trees. We're going to talk friend. about this. Was I? You mentioned this when you were leaving last week. Oh, something, something about the magic, magic of trees. trees. Well, I was just thinking. What was I thinking? I was just thinking of like my relationship mm-hmm. with my tree, like my trees in the, my house growing up. Like there was a big oak tree in the back that somebody at some point had put a uh, one of those bottle openers onto, and it kind of grew around it. It was a big mm-hmm. Coca-Cola uh, bottle opener, and it had like this kind of came down in this little V shape. There was like two trees, you know, and they kind of meet at the bottom. It's like one big base. Mm-hmm. Um, that was like right in front of my window growing up. And then there's the cherry tree, which is kind of a bush. It was like a really low cherry tree. And it always made like tons of cherries, but we would kind of tunnel around it. It was like a little low umbrella. And we could like sit in there in the shade and like read or hang out in there and just eat the cherries from the inside. And there was like the big um, the maple tree out front. And all of our pets were buried underneath. That was How many pets are buried underneath? I don't know. All of them. <laughs> fluffy, Is that like all of them? Fluffy, like Alice, or 12 uh, Wolfgang. Or... Uh, there are a few cats, a couple dogs. I'm not really sure. That's the one I was joking a few weeks ago we were talking about. Ray, the, the quarterback, or the not quarterback, he was the, the Rams. Didn't I tell you about them? Ray my the dogs, Rams, maybe, my yeah. dog Wolfgang got hit, and they mm-hmm. were out there burying the dog, and it was under the maple tree, and they're digging this hole, and Ray turns to my dad and says, God, if this were one of the kids, we'd be here all day. <laughs> like, <laughs> my mom got super mad. <laughs> so all the kids were all sitting there crying because the dog is dead. But <laughs> no, he was a funny guy. Uh, that guy was fucked up. Did I tell you what happened to him? No, I didn't. This is a—he's a professional football player. That or he, he used to be, like way family. back yeah. in the day. Yeah, I guess I probably shouldn't say his whole name. Maybe you should. Can you edit that out? The last name. You didn't maybe? say his name. I didn't. You just said Ray, but... Okay, good. Um, anyway, so um, what happened, apparently he had a bit of a... He was a, a alcoholic, and he had a bit of a temper, and he would hit his wife. I guess he would get a little rough with her, and she got sick of it. And she was not a very big woman. Uh, she waited one night. He was specially soused, and he passed out in the bed, and she got out her needle and thread, and she sewed him into the sheets of the bed, and beat him with a baseball bat. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Yeah. yeah, so that's what happened to Ray. Um, I don't know, know to what end. And I guess she already had her bags and she left. So like, she just beat him with a bat while he was passed out, and he couldn't get out. Of course, the sheets is like in there. Oh, she didn't actually sew his skin to the sheets. I'm no, so no, okay. she so like, no. Like she went around. She I was, was thinking of like some Dexter shit. Like Jesus. some that's what? What I No, was that's thinking. why I, with my hand I was like going around. The, see how I went around oh the my table? God. Like she just sewed him into the bed. Like oh, sewed the sheets so he couldn't get out. Yeah, and then beat him with a bat. You Jesus. thought she through his? How would he sleep through that? I don't know. That's why I thought he, he was particularly soused. That's why. Well, yeah. oh my god. But yeah, so okay. I just left him. I guess that's how they. That's yeah, how they ended their relationship. Well, uh, that's what happened to Ray. Anyway, we were talking about trees, right? So, so the maple tree, <laughs> the magic of trees, the, the trees, trees of your childhood. You grew up in Oregon, which is a very yeah, green. Different lush. trees on every part of the property. There was like yeah, there's you know the big stone circle with all the rose bushes in it, and that was like right up the hill from the from the maple tree out front and. And then there's the big, um, I don't know what that kind of pine 
I don't know, there's a big tree. It was really cool because the, the branches were, there's like one big, huge branch, like five inches thick right there where you could jump and grab it, mm-hmm. pull yourself up, and then right above that were two apart from each other like that. So they were like evenly spaced, like kind of odd numbers. And then they, and then the, the next one, it was like a, like a big ladder. Like the, the way the natural, like the Fibonacci sequence or the, the golden ratio of how the, the, the limbs were distributed and they were all super thick. You'd climb really high in this this thing and like look out of the hole. And they, this, I mean, it was an immense pine tree like right in front of the house. And then there was another oak tree where it's the, that was a different graveyard and that um, the oak tree in the back of who? Of, of Transformers and, and G.I. Joes that would die in battle. I would bury them out there. They'd have little ceremonies. So you would you would fight them. They would fight, you know. There'd be nothing wrong with these toys, and you would just bury no, perfectly good toys <laughs> to the ground. Yeah, it was very unfortunate. You know, I was like, <laughs> what was that one? Beachcomber, you know, he got killed. And <laughs> had to bury him, you know. Yeah, I mean. I think, uh, who was it? Uh, Jazz was buried out there somewhere. He was, uh, he was like the Porsche. Mm-hmm. Uh, robot um, Snake Eyes definitely got buried out there were you ever Snake Eyes for Halloween? no no yeah no 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 no, um, no. Ship with a guy with that little hat I hated him he died unfortunately he had like little he had like little um, he was he came with a parrot like that was his thing he was like a little blue shirt and like a, a sailor hat he was a shipwreck sailor. shipwreck I think shipwreck it was, was yeah. his name yeah he was just kind of dumb I don't know <clears throat> and Sergeant Slaughter I didn't like him. Sergeant Slaughter, was that like, I thought that was a wrestler. Well, it was, but he was also G.I. Joe. I don't know which came first. But he was a character on G.I. Joe that then this guy took on his persona to be a wrestler. Uh, or maybe they, they took him and WWF and make, made him a G.I. Joe in the cartoon, too. And, okay. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, so they you know, the toys would be buried under the oak tree in, in the, in the, on the side of the house. And so each one of these trees had some... Personality, yeah. The plum tree in the back. I remember when it first got planted and started making plums a few years after that. And it was very oblong, very strange-looking plums. But it's nice to have like fruit and shit in your front yard. Yeah, cherries in the backyard. The apple tree up the street. That's where we would all play. Like we'd all sneak out or like play sick. Mm-hmm. You know, like we'd all be sick on the same day, and mom would bring us those Ludens uh, mm-hmm. cherry cough drops, which are just candy. It's just candy. It's just candy. It's really... So we'd all meet up at the apple tree. We call it the apple tree fort. Which is just mm-hmm. a really easy to climb, big old apple tree. So we each had our own branch. It was like this was my branch, and this was Eric's branch, and this was Catherine's branch. And we'd sit up in the tree and eat candy and read comic books and eat apples. And we'd collect a bunch of apples and bring them home. And mom would make pies. And huh. There's the pine cone forest. That was like another little area. It was like off to the side of the of what the neighborhood. What happened to the pine cone forest? Well, they just like there were all the trees. In, okay, so it was surrounded by this hedge, so you couldn't see in there from the street. And then there were like these uh, big rhododendrons inside this big area. I don't know whose yard it was. It was somebody's yard, but they didn't care that all the neighbor kids were running around in there. Apparently, they never said anything to us anyway. But once you go into this little hedge, now you're surrounded. And you're like in this. It was it was shaded. So no matter how hot it was out in summer, because all the trees and all the trees made these little tiny skinny pine cones. They were like the soft ones. They weren't mm-hmm. hard at all, but they were just riddled all over the ground. And so because of all the rhododendrons that were spaced around in there, we would just like grab – it was like snowball fights. You just have pine cone fights, pine cone wars, pine cone fights. We just like – hurt? No, because they were soft. They were like the little soft ones. Mm. So it was like – it was just pelting each other with pine cones and running around and hiding behind the bushes. And it's been hours in the pine cone forest for sure. And then there was the rock fort up the street on the other side of the house – on the other side of the neighborhood with these huge boulders mm-hmm. kind of naturally stuck together like – 
And so we'd like crawl underneath them, which is probably very unsafe. And then, but behind that on the rock fort, um, there was like a, a huge field of uh, blackberry bushes, just mm-hmm. a, just an immense, just thick. You couldn't even get to them. Like, it was just this huge thing. But we would get um, our parents' shears and we'd carve tunnels in behind these things. They're like little rooms and tunnels, and we like make little rooms for ourselves and sit in there and eat blackberries in the summertime. And huh. That sounds magical. The That's magic what I'm of saying. Trees. The magic yeah. of trees. Like my neighborhood was just there's all kinds of little forts and things that we would go and hide under and play in and eat. I love having the fruit. Like when I had all the nectarines and peaches out front here, mm-hmm. and I think there might be a pomegranate. I don't know if they're ready yet. Oh, everybody loved your nectarines, by the way. I told yeah. you I took some to work. And, Thank you. Yeah. yeah. And the cherry tomatoes, I can't keep up with them. Every Dude, they're year still I, out there right now. I know, and it's fucking it's crazy. November. And the grapes, I know that you you can eat the little raisins. They're like just because you put one in your mouth and ate it doesn't mean that one can eat them. And I'm not gonna believe that. It's fine. You won't try it. Nope. You won't try it. No. Do you like dried fruit? I have a lot of older siblings. I've fallen for a lot of these jokes and gags and things, and I'm not. Interested it's not a in... joke or a gag. Okay. And, and you, so you think that I would be, I would put something nasty in my mouth just to make you put something nasty in yes, your mouth? Yes, I 100% <laughs> believe that. Yes. <laughs> There's not a single part of me that doesn't believe that that's a possibility. John. I would put myself through some sort of pain. Then you and would poison. just because you know what it is, so you know how unpleasant it is, and like it's like I can manage the like, unpleasant. Yeah, like water versus vodka look when you think it's a glass of water and you take a sip of it i might like vodka sure i'll take a shot but thinking it's water and chugging that is an extremely something yeah now i'm an extremely unpleasant experience so like you just think this kind of silly little grape thing that you put in your mouth is a little bit kind of gross or Mm -hmm. weird or unpleasant me thinking that it's going to be like a raisin is it like a raisin john you called it a raisin. You used the word raisin. They're not as sweet as I would like them to be. Uh-huh. There we go. There's, 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 <laughs> no. Come on, more, more truth. Let's do it. Well, there's seeded. There seed there's a seed yeah, in there. So, yeah. So I'm gonna bite right natural. into a seed. Yeah. <laughs> Thinking it's a raisin. Go on, more. So it's a bitter, seeded, little shriveled up piece of shit that you want me to put in my mouth, and you're gonna laugh exactly like you're laughing right now <laughs> yes. when I put this thing in my mouth. Finally, that's what I'm telling you. I'm not gonna fall for any of this malarkey. I'm not. I'm. Johnny's up to his old tricks again. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> but the tomatoes are good. I eat those sometimes just off the branch yeah. before I leave. Why the house. would I believe anything you say now? You have no credibility anymore. You've spent it all. You have to. You try spend it. it all on a raisin that doesn't exist. <laughs> Like a raisin uh, in the sun. A raisin in the sun. Um, do you like dried fruit? Yeah. Prunes oh. are pretty great. Really? Yeah. I'm not. A, what is a, a prune? Is a date or it's a, plum. a prune? A prune, prune is a plum. Mm-hmm. What's a date? Date's a date. But what's the date before it? Was it's, it's just a date. always a date? It's not dates. Not dates a aren't usually dried. No. Dates aren't actually dried out. They're just that's the state of them. They just look like that. Ah. Uh. Yeah. And figs are figs. But raisins are grapes, and cucumbers are pickles. But that was a, that was a whole argument I had with Tasha the other day. Oh god, what was that? The well, she wanted the cu- the pickled vegetables at Starling. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh, I need some. Uh, she, she said, I want pickles. I was like, you mean the pickled vegetables? She's like, no, they're just called pickles. I'm like, well, no, they're pickled carrots and there's pickled cauliflower and there's pickled things. There aren't actually any pickles in there. She's like, well, they're all pickled. You just call them pickles. I'm like, no, you call them pickled vegetables. And the argument went on for right. hours. It's probably actually still going on. It's definitely yeah, going on in my head. <laughs> but, but I mean, pickle is a verb as well as a noun. Sure. And it's kind of like people who call all soda or pop, or they call Coke. Like I guess in some parts That's of the country, annoying. yeah. Could I have a Coke? It's like sure. You give them a Coke. They're like, no, I just wanted a Sprite. And you're like, well, Sprite what, say Coke. Sprite. Like, what the hell's wrong? I don't with know. You? 
like every soda is just a Coke. Coke yeah. is like yeah. Kleenex. Those are, those are illiterate people. Those are, <laughs> those are really annoying people. Yes. I would be curious if anybody's listening who, if you where you're from and what you call soda. I guarantee you that the all of the all of the people, one hundred percent of them, not ninety nine, mm-hmm. not ninety nine point nine, one hundred percent of the people that call all soda pops Coke have some kind of accent. And I don't know if it's Oklahoma or Texan or I don't even know what kind of accent I just did. But I guarantee they all have some weird southern accent and they call it Coke. And that's that's just the part of the country that's just the part of the country that I was doesn't pay attention to things I was like messing around with the difference accents. between Coke and Pepsi. <laughs> or Sprite. And so if you want to do a Texas accent, mm-hmm. I can't do it really well, but the word is not Texas, it's Texas. 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 All I know about Texas, if you Texas. ain't you ain't got a dually, you're nothing. That's Texas. the first thing that my cousin said to me when he picked me up at the airport. In Texas. You don't have a dually? Dually. Dually. A dually What's is a, it's a truck that has two back wheels on both sides, on mm-hmm. each side. It's called a dually. Did you have fun in Texas? Texas is terrifying. Look, everything will kill you there. There's spiders the size of a man's hand that like skitter across the street faster than you could run. And they're not like tarantulas, I always thought were like like kind of like an orange or yellowish stripe these were black and white stripes like it just looked and it was i just remember like lifting my feet we we're driving down the highway and this thing just like skitters out to the road i lifted my feet up off the floorboards i was just terrified i was like what the fuck was that he's like oh it's just a spider i was like what am i doing here and the killer bees you're out in the field and all of a sudden it sounds like somebody's vacuuming but it gets louder and louder and louder and then like my aunt come running in and be like, oh no, there's a thing on the radio. There's a swarm of killer bees coming. I'm like, Jesus fucking, where are we right now? And there's killer bees are coming. So what do you do? You run inside. You hide from them. And the fire ants, they're like tiny. They look like little tiny sugar ants. I've heard they about They sting these. like a son of a bitch. Mm-hmm. And there's like, it can eat an entire horse in 72 hours. That was the factoid that I heard anyway. I don't know. But that was the, didn't I talk about the kittens? Saving the kittens? Did I tell you the story already? I don't think so. Oh God. So, no, we yeah. didn't talk about it. Go ahead. The whole time I was in Texas, it was like 85% humidity. It was like 113 degrees. It was really unpleasant. There's one particular day, it's it's raining. It was like pouring down rain. I was like, oh, thank God. So I was out, and I heard this cat meowing, and apparently she had had some kittens. Now, on this particular farm, we didn't do chickens. They didn't have chickens, but there was a chicken coop where they had chickens at one point. And these humans had set up and you'll understand why i call them that here in a minute had set up the chicken coop suspending the chicken things so that the fire ants couldn't get to them got it <clears throat> it didn't work the fire ants still they found can, a way to get down the little cords and get the they eggs can and, climb. they can climb they can up climb around. they're all over everything they're literally all over the surface of everything Ugh. but mama cat thought the humans were so clever as to build this thing that she would be safe having her kittens in this suspended chicken coop she was as wrong as the humans were so i hear this cat and it's pouring down rain there's like puddles and she's like running and i see her she's got a kitten i'm like oh my god like you just had some kittens apparently and she drops the kitten and goes running back to the barn like because she's just trying to save them and i didn't realize i I really down i pick up this little kitten out of the water and i'm like oh there's like dirt and stuff i kind of brush off the dirt from this kitten and i'm like getting bitten now i'm like oh what the fuck like oh she's covered in fire ants oh she's trying to save her kittens from these fire ants i'm putting all this together i run this kitten into the garage i put it in this little thing and i run back to help mama cat out mama kitten she's like meow she sees me she's meowing she's got another cat and she's covered in fire ants too like they're just all over the goddamn place they're eating this afterbirth or whatever the kittens are covered in the fire ants are going you know it's thanksgiving day for them right and they're getting kittens to boot once they you know 
So I reach down and I think the cats are like gray, black, dark colored. They're not, they're all white. But I didn't know that until I picked them up. I picked up like three or four of them and all the fire ants just pour up my arms. And I'm just like, oh God. And they're stinging the shit out of me and they're biting me. And I'm dunking these kittens into these puddles, trying to rinse them off. Mm-hmm. And like the, it's pouring down around and there's lightning striking. It's like, there's a storm, it's like thunder. Jesus. And I'm trying to save these fucking kittens. I think we got like four or five of them out of there. I mean, the rest were dead. They were already dead. They weren't even moving. And um, the next day, there were like three still alive. The day after that, there were two. And then I think seven days, there was one that was still alive. And I thought he was going to make it, but he didn't make it. So all the kittens died. That's awful. Yeah, that was Texas. And then um, the wild dogs, that was a thing too. Is that you get reports on the radio because there are the, the army bases all around Killeen, Copper's Cove, Lampasas is about the area that we were in. I guess near Copper's Cove is a is a fort. And so the base sprats um, would get a dog, and then they get relocated, and so they would leave the dog. Or the guys would get the dog, and then they would get shipped out, and they would abandon these dogs. So these dogs would go out into the wilderness and find each other. Shih tzus, cockatoos, poodles, golden retrievers, labs Jesus. would all form packs together. They would get together and form a pack of dogs to survive. So you're out in the field working and you see a poodle and you're like that, that's kind of weird run get in your house and run because that's the koi that's they send out the little dog to make you kind of come and then they've surrounded you and they'll and they, they eat you yeah there was like dingoes in australia you know that's like kind of a fun dingo eat your baby mm-hmm. and people make that joke but it's actually like a problem dingoes are like killing babies like you can't leave your baby out in the middle of Texas or Australia. Texas is the Australia of America. It's like everything there will kill you, including the the dingoes are the wild dogs at this point. So these wild dogs are just, they look like a bunch of just regular domesticated animals. But they're not at all. And they'll take your children away if you, you know, or they'll take you. Did you ever see any of these? Uh, No, but again, there was like a, there was like a report. Right. You know, and like my aunt's like, come inside. I'm like, what's up? She's like, I guess they saw some pack of wild dogs like in the area. I'm like, fuck. Like, what is Jesus. wrong with this place? How long were you there? Uh, three months. Wow. Yeah. I'm sorry. One of the only jobs I've ever been fired from was at the video store back when there were like VHS. And my job was to, so the, the, the box, the tape came in, had like their little logo, which was uh-huh. exactly the same dimensions as the box that told you what the movie was the cover box the yes, cover box. i remember i worked mm-hmm. and so what the thing was is i had to go around and straighten them so that yep. none of the color was showing right and there's children and families running around moving everything so i would start at one of the store and i'd get all the way around i'm like okay i did it and they're like nope go back i'm like cool i had a drawer that i would check out like i'm supposed to be like checking people out you know like so they could rent the movies mm-hmm. but I spent the entire time straightening these fucking shows I don't think I ever checked anybody out like they trained me on the system of like okay your name you know like rent them the movie or whatever but no so then I had three days off work right so I went out I was hanging out with my cousin we went we took a canoe out somewhere and we were going up the creek uh, fishing which we'll get to what fishing in Texas is here in a minute um, and then um yeah, so I came back and I go back to the back and I'm like, I go to the manager. I'm like, hey, it was my drawer. And she's like, oh, Steve was going to talk to you about that. I was like, okay. So I go back to the front and I'm like, hey, Steve, uh, Andrea, I think was her name. I was like, Andrea wanted me to talk to you about getting my drawer. He's like, what? She didn't tell you? And I was like, well, she's the manager, but no, like what's going on? He's not the manager. This is just some asshole that I worked with, right? And he looks at me and he's smiling. He's kind of laughing. He's like, you are fired, man. 
I was like, what? Like, was somebody going to call me before I drove three hours to get here? Because in Texas, everything is like a million miles apart, right? So this is Colleen, the nearest, not the nearest town, but it is, yeah, maybe it's 100 miles away. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, no, like, you're just going to call me? And it's like, I guess they tried to call you yesterday to come into work. They needed you to cover a shift. And I was like, well, it was my day off. And like, yeah, well, you didn't answer your phone, so they fired you. I'm like, cool. Like, you're going to tell me that before I drive here? Like, what is wrong with you people? Like, so I don't have a drawer? He's like, yeah, no, it's already gone. I'm like, awesome. And the worst thing about this awful, awful place, well, I've got more stories about it. But the uniform was khaki shorts and this red polo shirt. Now, they had the red polo shirt for me, but I had to go across the street to the Target to buy these khaki shorts. Now, in Texas everything's bigger right even the people they didn't have medium to small khaki shorts for me all they had was a men's extra large but i needed this job i needed to have a job i needed to make some money and you know what else am i going to do in texas so i bought these giant shorts and a belt it looked like i was wearing a dress these things were so (laughs) enormous on me it was i looked ridiculous right from the get-go and they just have me out on the floor like i don't get to stand behind the counter and check people out in my khaki dress you know that they're making me wear i'm wandering around straightening these shells i looked ridiculous (laughs) i'm sure i looked fucking ridiculous the other thing that we need to talk about is not cicadas i think they're uh there was like grass some some form of grasshopper locust yeah it was a breeding season for them i guess it happens in like a a, like a seven year five year cycle so this was the year and so i was borrowing my cousin's car my cousin nikki let, let me use her little car to drive to this horrible job and it was a million degrees outside right and i didn't want the car to be hot at the end of the night when i got out so i left all the windows down and when i arrived at work everything was fine there's no bugs anywhere i didn't even know anything about it nobody said that this was a possibility nobody even mentioned that this was something that could happen to you leave the windows down because it's going to be hot you want to leave the yeah, car but they don't mention anything about this locust swarm that's coming so i get off work this one particular night and there's just, they're falling from this, they're just everywhere. And they're giant. They're like this long. They're like four inches long, these giant fucking grasshoppers. Jesus. And I'm like, oh shit, they're like everywhere. And they're like, I'm walking across and I'm crushing them, you know, just like they're every. It's like snow. They're like, they're like three inches deep on the ground. They're just literally like, I don't even know how to explain to you how many of these goddamn bugs there were. And I get to my car and they're jumping up my giant shorts because they're just like, you know, these huge, I'm swimming in these giant shorts and these creatures are jumping. I can feel them against my my man parts, you know, they're inside my clothes and I don't like <laughs> bugs on a good day, you know, touching me. I've, I tried to kill one earlier, Let you know, like a swarm of bugs. swarm of them inside my Literally. clothes, like up my shirt. My windows are down. The car is filled with these fucking creatures. It's your only way out of there. <laughs> it's my only way to escape. So I get inside, and again, they're jumping inside. Like, they're all over the place, and I can't roll up the windows because then I'll be trapped inside with them. So I start the car, and I start driving, and there's headlights are on, and it's pitch black, and I'm just... I can hear them crushing under the tires, and they're, now they're they're all excited because now I'm in the car with them. Like, I think... I don't, you know, they're, just, they're bouncing everywhere, and I'm just trying to drive down the road, and they're in my eyes. And I'm trying to drive through the dark and get home. Which is three hours away? I don't know if it's three hours, but it was, 100, it was at least 100 miles, maybe. I don't know. Look up the distance between Ocala and Colleen. I don't, I don't and know. So, and so what? I get home. I, I run. <laughs> Just run and, you know, take off my clothes. And I'm like, what's going on? And they're like, oh, yeah, it's the cicada breeding season. Or what? not cicada. They weren't cicadas. It was whatever they were. It was, I don't even know if they were locusts, but it was just... Like, oh, yeah, it's their breeding season. This is the season. I'm like, did you know this was happening? Did you, is anybody going to say something? They're like, well, you never really know when exactly it's going to happen. Like, Jesus. Some, any kind of warning would have been nice, but 
I don't know. That was severely unpleasant. Everything in Texas was really unpleasant. I don't know. I just my family. I love my. Oh no, my family. They fishing. Oh, fishing thing. Yeah. I mean, I love I love my family, but I I just have to. They were they're like Baptists, like the. And one night we were hanging out in the kitchen. I can't remember how it came up, but something came up. I said something about the Grand Canyon, or mm-hmm. I said something about the the universe or the world, and, I, and they were like oh, you don't know, and they all started snickering and then laughing and pointing at me and laughing because I didn't know. I didn't know that the world was only 3,000 years old. And I was like, what about like the Grand Canyon or dinosaurs? And they're like, they just laughed even more. That was like the funniest thing they'd ever heard, that somebody would believe that the world was anything less than or anything more than 3,000 years old. So, yeah. Yeah, I think our own solar system is a couple billion, right? Like (laughs) At least. At least. It's like 13 billion? Yeah. Anyway, so fishing apparently was going out with all of these men in these canoes up these rivers, and they have like these long cords with hooks every couple of feet right. on them, and giant bags of these little minnows that were still alive, like these little tiny fish. And they're spearing the minnows through the eyeballs or sticking these hooks through these little fish and just dropping these long, like 50 foot things just up and down the river, and then picking them up again the next night full of fish. And that's how you fish, I guess. Wow. Yeah. In the middle of the night, just torturing, just pushing hooks through the little eyeballs. And I'm like, I'm not doing any of this. I can't. My uncle's like, you just, my, I was very disappointing to my uncle. I don't, he's. Um, it sounds awful. It sounds like Texas messed with you. Yeah. <laughs> that's what it does. Don't mess with Texas. <laughs> just don't go there. I hear Austin is lovely. Everyone keeps telling me that. Yeah. Every time you... I tell them how awful I hated everything in Texas, they're like, oh, well, Austin's really nice. Will you go to Austin? I flew into Austin. I flew out of Austin. That's all I saw of Austin was the airport. I'm sure it's great. But no, I don't think I'm... I'm not planning any trips to Texas anytime soon. Fair Texas. enough. <laughs> Texas, man. Again, I do love my... My aunt and uncle are awesome, and they, you know, they let me stay with them, and they've been around my whole life, you know, and my cousins are great. I love them. Family is important. Yeah. I remember staying up late one night with my cousin Nikki, and she was painting her nails. So we painted my toes and painted my nails. And I mean, I washed the ones off my hands, but I had like blue and orange toenail paint. And I came to breakfast one morning, and my uncle's like, Get that off your feet. And I was like, I, What? I, oh, I guess at some point. I'm sorry. Like right now? <laughs> like, I don't even know how to do that. So, yeah, like I said, everything I did disappointed my uncle. Texas. It's in the John. Heart of Texas. It's John. Thank you for listening to Gluten Is Not Your Problem. Send your ideas, comments, and questions to glutenisnotyourproblem at gmail.com. We'll see you next time.